This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got Graham Williams with me today. Thanks for coming in. Always glad to be here. we got a, a really cool show. There's so much uh, cool tech stuff we're going to be talking about. Later on, uh, we'll be talking with Shruti Shikar from IT World Canada about the Amazon HQ or headquarters uh, bids. They've uh, announced now that they're splitting it in two between New York City and... Northern Virginia. So HQ becomes HQ2 and HQ2.5. Exactly. Cool. Well, there were a lot of cities that went in for the bid uh, and got shortlisted. Toronto, Canada was one of them. We're going to hear from Shruti on why it was a good thing that Toronto didn't win the bid. Mm -hmm. I've got a feeling I know why. I'm going to stay tuned to listen. Yes. Uh, We'll also be talking with Callie Reedwin about Google One. Google has rebranded their uh, Google Drive to Google One, so we'll find out uh, what uh, that's all about. It's coming to Canada soon. Yeah, one is loneliest number except if you're Google. Exactly. We'll also be talking with Jennifer Rinfret from London Drugs. They've partnered up with BC Hydro and uh, are putting together packages uh, for smart thermostats. They'll actually sell you the smart thermostat and install it in your place for one Low price. That's not bad. It's cool. Th- and these ones are they're cell pros uh, and uh, essentially made for especially condos with electric baseboard heaters. That's nice. Yes. I, I, so I, I did this with a different brand. I can't remember the name of it now, but I did it uh, a couple of years back. Yeah, and it's the one that I have is not bad. Yeah, um, it, it has a has a. a a network hub that I have to have connected to my network, but it will actually give me, you know, readouts of everything. And I've been able to set scheduling. That's really been the big thing is being able to say, you know, I'm out of the house between this hour and this hour. So you can bring the heat down a little bit. The cat's got a fur coat. He's fine. Uh, (laughs) You do not. uh, But I also said it so that it warms up a little bit before I wake up. So the house is nice and warm when I, when I get up. Yes. So very, very cool stuff. I I really like having a smart thermostat. I can actually go through and adjust it right now if I want to right from my phone. I dig it. Well, what's really impressive about this package is that, uh, you can save up to 25% of your heating costs Mm -hmm. because most of the day you're probably not at your house and you're still heating that house. Uh, With this, it knows when you leave, when you come back, you can set it as well if you want. So you do save money. So even though it might be a you know a few hundred dollars up front to get this all installed, uh, you're going to be saving that Mm -hmm. money and it's good for the environment. Yeah, good for everybody. Let's talk about some of the uh, the tech news uh, this week, uh, Graham. I don't know if you saw this down in the, the U.S. Ford uh, has been testing self-driving delivery vehicles. They started with Domino's Pizza, mm-hmm. I think, down in Florida. Uh, so you'd order a pizza from Domino's. They'd stick it in this Ford self-driving car, and it would drive to your house, and you'd go out to the car and get your pizza. It's not bad. Yeah. So now they're teaming up with Walmart, and they're testing this out in uh, some Walmart uh, stores. Uh also in conjunction with Postmates, which, uh, which is a very popular delivery service down in the U.S. We don't have that up here in Canada yet. Uh, but you can order your groceries and stuff from Walmart, and the Walmart person will stick it in this Ford self-driving car. It'll go to your house. Uh, there's a touchscreen on the window that gives you access to the trunk. you got to put in a special code, and boom, there's your groceries delivered. That's smart. I like that. It's kind of cool. So I, I use a delivery service for uh, my groceries, but I don't actually do grocery shopping. I get things from either HelloFresh or Chef's Plate. Yeah. And it's kind of nice because it reduces waste, right? I get exactly the amount of food that I'm going to make for that meal. Challenge is that it gets delivered through FedEx. So okay. essentially, uh, they have to put these, you know, 
uh, either dry ice packs or gel packs that are frozen in there to keep it cool during the day because it shows up while I'm at work. And I can buzz them up to my condo, but uh, I don't currently have it set up so that, the, you know, I've got the Amazon thing where they've got the camera and the door. I could unlock the door and let them in. I just don't really want to. So it sits out front of my place. Okay. But you've got to think that if they had the ability to do this with a self-driving vehicle where they had my box of stuff, I could get that delivered at 7 or 8 o'clock at night yes. as opposed to having to have it sit there all day. So a uh, very cool little feature. I hope we see something like that up here soon. Netflix is testing cheaper mobile-only subscription plans. That's interesting. A lot of people actually watch Netflix on their their phones and and, tablets. And and here's the thing. While you're on the go, uh, your phone, despite the fact that they're now, you know, 4K screens in a lot of cases or retina screens in a lot of cases, you don't need the visual fidelity that you would need on, say, for example, a 70-inch 4K screen at home. So, you know, compressing that that image and basically making it easier for Netflix to send to you costs them less money. And unlike a lot of our... know, mobile data providers, I think when things cost Netflix less money, instead of charging us more, they charge us less. Yes. Uh, so that's kind of a, a really neat thing. And so this is kind of a cost-saving measure for Netflix, but also a, uh, a cost-saving measure for consumers. Again, net benefit. They're testing it out in Malaysia right now. So, you know, I don't think we'll see it in Canada or U.S. anytime soon. But over there, uh, they have a mobile-only plan at uh, $4 a month. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. But you can only use it on a, a smartphone or a tablet. The next one up they have, they call the basic plan. It doubles the cost about 8 bucks, and you can then watch it on a laptop or a TV, but it's only in standard definition. So the, the interesting thing here, and I imagine, like, again, if it's, if it's uh, you know, high enough definition on the phone, if you did have something like a Chromecast or an Apple TV, uh, will the app let you do that or will it stop you from doing that? Uh, you know, Chromecast, I believe uh, you can do natively in Android, but it has to be built into the app for iOS, whereas you could actually just do screen mirroring uh, with your phone on Apple TV. So kind of an interesting way to see if people can kind of get around this and still have it on their television. Facebook starts rolling out unsend feature in Messenger. This one comes hot on the heels of Google being able to unsend through email. Yes. Wow, <laughs> weird, eh? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think we've all done that where we've, you know, sent a message that we regret sending or you send it to the wrong person. You think you're in one chat window, you're in another. Um, or there's something factually wrong with it you know, or you made a spelling mistake. So unsend's kind of a nice feature. Um, you know, I, I think I've, I've done that with a text message every once in a while where you're like, that was completely the wrong person. Okay, cool. Well, sorry, wrong message. And they have to go send that somewhere else. Yes. Uh, so being able to unsend things within, I think it's, is it a 10 second span? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, it's not long periods of time. Um, but the same thing with Google, I think Google has a two minute span for sending email and you can go back in and unsend that, uh, which is a, a nice little feature, I think. Speaking of Facebook, uh, there's a new Facebook patent that would use your family photos to target ads. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, I just, I, Did that just get more creepy? Yeah, I'm just... So it's going to be able to look at your family photos and see uh, based on where they were taken because they've got your location information, for example. And if they start seeing, you know, if, if it was me and two women, like an, uh, an older woman and uh, a younger woman, they would see that there's a bunch of pictures that I have with them in it uh, and be able to ascertain that one is probably my wife or partner and one is my daughter and then obviously start targeting ads to my family. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? I've kind of got Facebook exhaustion at this point. Do you? You know, it's a, it, it's, it's kind of a, a great service for figuring out what's going on in town so you can go to events. There's a bunch of stuff coming up at the H.R. McMillan Space Center here that I have bought tickets for because it showed up uh, in my feed. I follow them, so that's that's kind of handy. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's great for kind of connecting to things that you want to do. It just feels like sometimes they're just being a little too predatory, you know? 
you don't need this much information about me. You don't need to be doing all of these really creepy but invasive we're not, things. We're not all doing the time. anything about it. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I, the solution really is to get off Facebook. But the challenge is that I don't get to go to the, do the stuff that I want to do with the people I want to do it with. Yeah. So, you know, where, where's our where's our Facebook competitor? Google kind of did not. Oh, Google Plus. <laughs> they didn't really manage to make it work. Yeah. Um, Apple has decided that they just don't want to play in that space at all. Um, so who's who's going to save us? I don't know anymore. Elon Musk. Uh, Facebook, uh, their their portal um, video screens are launching now. Mm-hmm. You saw that these. Well, how do you describe them? Uh, it's like a Facebook video. It's a video phone. conferencing terminal. Yeah, it's a video phone. Yeah, yeah. It's so that follows you around. <laughs> it's it's a camera and a microphone that Facebook it's, has in your house that literally will follow you around the room, watching and listening. Uh, the dystopian future is here, and we're paying for it. <laughs> It's interesting. Uh, if you go to TheVerge.com, uh, they've done a, a good review on it. And uh, <laughs> it's Facebook portal review, trust fail. Facebook's video calling device demands a lot of trust for little return. Yeah. Would you use this? Absolutely not. No, I've, I've got FaceTime. Right? Yeah. And so this is the thing I love about my Mac at home. It has an, an LED on it yeah. that shows you. Uh, when the camera is on, that that you can't actually fire up the sensor in the camera without getting that LED to work, unless someone's broken into your computer to change it. And even then, that's a, a feat of electrical engineering. Um, and so I know when it's watching and listening. I've actually got Little Snitch, which is a, a, a network packet yeah. uh, program. So I know that my Macs aren't doing anything weird. So it's little like, snitch. Little snitch. Yeah, it's good. Right? And I can, I can now FaceTime with up to 32 people on that's my, pretty, that's on, on my cool. iPhone and my tablet. So I don't need this. And so, no thank you, Facebook. We still have lots more to talk about here on Get Connected today. We'll be talking about uh, Toronto losing the Amazon headquarters bid and why that might be a good thing. And uh, we'll also be finding out how you can save 25% off your home heating bill uh, with BC Hydro and London Drugs. They've got a good partnership happening there. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Still lots to talk about on today's uh, program, uh, including uh, a little chat about uh, the new Amazon headquarters. Uh, a lot of cities uh, went in for the bid. Toronto was one of them. They lost out to uh, uh, New York and Northern Virginia. But uh, a lot of tech leaders are saying that was probably a good thing. We'll also be finding out more about Google One, the new uh, Google storage uh, system and how that all works. Right now, though, I want to talk about uh, saving energy. How would you like to save uh, up to 25% uh, on your hydro bill? Well, London Drugs uh, has partnered with uh, BC Hydro to do just that. On the line, uh, we've got uh, our good friend uh, Jennifer Rinfret. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, let's let's talk about this. Uh, so London Drugs, BC Hydro, uh, you've got this uh, smart thermostat that works with electric baseboard heaters and uh, packages to get them installed. Yes, yeah, so we've teamed up with BC Hydro um, to provide consumers not only uh, a discounted price on the Stelpro Maestro thermostat, uh, but also to include a free installation by a certified electrician. And so they don't have to worry about That's installing right. themselves, which is a, a good thing. <laughs> For a lot of people. Well, it's a very it's a very good thing because the Stelpro Maestro uh, thermostat is a high end, um, high voltage um, connected home uh, uh, um, solution for customers, and so because it is high voltage, you definitely uh, 
require and it's recommended that you use a certified electrician um, due to the fact that you want to make sure that you don't void any insurance if there is something that goes awry um, during the installation. And so let's be really clear on on who uh, would want this and and who can use it. Uh, This is specifically for electric baseboard heaters, which a lot of condos have. That's correct. Um, If you have central heating, this is strictly a solution for um, electric baseboard heaters, which most people out there who know who own one um, or have had one, that they are very expensive um, to have heat your home. And, and so what are the packages here? What, what, what's the pricing look like? It's an incredible deal because keep in mind that all these prices include a free installation. So if you were to, say, be in a two-bedroom condo and you have two baseboards, uh, the first package, which is $299.99, includes uh, one smart thermostat controller as well as one smart thermostat. And so during the installation, the controller will automatically connect to one baseboard and then each thermostat that you add on throughout the packages will then add another baseboard in another room. And let's talk about these thermostats. These are pretty cool. These are smart thermostats you can control uh, through uh, an app on your smartphone or tablet. It is. So where this is really um, exciting is there's an app that goes along with it, and you are able to control heating from your home as well. So say, you know, say it's gotten very cold during the day and you think, oh, I'd like to heat my house up before I, just before I um, head home, you can actually ask, um, access your um, baseboard heaters um, from wherever you are. Where this also could be very beneficial is for people that are renting out, um, say, Airbnb um, or any kind of house um, rental properties. They have control over the heating, um, which they then also can see where the uh, where you're actually losing a lot of um, energy. Um, and being able to change the way you're um, having your heating set. So you have a lot more control, which in turn allows you to um, see up to 25% savings in your electrical bill. That's uh, enormous. What I, what I love too is that uh, there's also a geofencing uh, feature uh, that you can turn on if you want that will actually know when you and your smartphone leave, uh, leave your house and can uh, uh, automatically turn off uh, the heat while you're gone. Uh, and it knows when you come back to turn it back on, which I love that. Exactly. It's very smart. That's why it's a smart thermostat. <laughs> uh, and the pricing is pretty good, like um, $299. Uh, you know, some people think that's a lot of money, but if you've ever priced out these smart thermostats before, they can run into the hundreds of dollars just for each unit. And the fact that you've got two of these things uh, and free installation for $299, that's, uh, that's a heck of a deal. So what do people have to do to sign up for this? Okay, so uh, because we are just piloting this with BC Hydro, it is only available in select stores in the Lower Mainland, Um, Ironwood Plaza in Richmond, the Coquitlam Centre, Lowheed Town Centre, West Broadway, the Broadway and Canby store, as well as in Langley. And those locations 
currently are offering uh, these packages. When you come in, uh, they will have a sheet for you that you need to sign off um, if you opt out not to have the free installation. Um, but if you are wanting to do the package, there are certain things that legally we require, um, such as are you the owner of the residence? Uh, if you are renting or you have certain strata regulations that you need um, written permission to be able to do any modifications, there's certain things that we do require um, to ensure that you're eligible for the package. The other big part, and, and I think this is where the real benefit to consumers is, is being able to have this free installation by a certified electrician. But in doing so, we do have to make sure that this electrical contractor has access to your power box, that you're fully aware of what your wireless network name is um, and password. Those are very, very important um, information so that we can perform the free installation um, with, no, with no issues. We're talking with Jennifer Rinfred from London Drugs about the new uh, London Drugs BC Hydro uh package for smart thermostats uh, in your home. You want to check it out? Where can they go to get more information, uh, Jennifer? So we have all of the information, locations, and packages on our website. If you go to londondrugs.com forward slash Stelpro, that's S-T-E-L-P-R-O. You can find all of the information um, needed. It's not available online, only in these specific locations due to the fact of the um, installation and forms that need to be filled out. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. Thank you for having me, and have a great rest of your day, everyone. When we come back from the break, we'll be uh, learning about uh, the new Google One storage plans. Uh, and also, uh, we'll be chatting about uh, Toronto losing the Amazon bid and how that uh, was a good thing. You're listening to Get Connected uh, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I want to talk about a new service uh, or rebranded service that uh, Google has launched in the States. We'll be seeing it up here in Canada soon called Google One. It used to be Google Drive. In the studio, uh, we've got one of our Get Connected uh, team members, Callie Reedwin. Thanks for coming on in. Thanks again, Mike. Uh, let's talk about uh, Google One. So it used to be Google Drive. Why did they rename it? Right. So Google Drive is changing to Google One uh, shortly. They have changed what they're offering. So they've increased storage capacity and increased the number of packages. Um, and they've added other features like customer service and adding family members, up to five family members for each Google One account. Um, and in talking with Graham about it, who um, will chat with briefly here, uh, the customer service thing is actually a, a really big improvement. And as somebody who doesn't necessarily use the customer service because I love Google stuff so much that I just do all of the research online, um, tell, I would love to hear more about the customer service experience in uh, Google Drive before. Yeah, so I've actually got a bit of experience with this because I pay for Microsoft OneDrive with my Office subscription. I pay for iCloud, the uh, iCloud Drive, with my Apple subscription. And I've been paying for the cheap and cheerful uh, entry into Google Drive because I just I needed a little bit more space there. What are you, what are you so paranoid about? Uh, Why do you have so many different cloud well, backups? Well, they, they, say, they say two is one, one is none. 
right? Okay. So you've got a local backup, but if your house burns down, your local backup is gone, and you've got to have your online storage. But if your online storage, if one of them gets hacked or destroyed, you've got to have a second one, right? So, uh, you know, I'm a belt and suspenders kind of guy, so I've got these things all across this. I also manage to keep things separate, right? I, I do Google for sort of personal things that are a little bit more public so that I can share with people. The iCloud stuff is just for my family, and then the Microsoft stuff is just for work. It kind of keeps things sort of siloed nicely. But in the past, when I've had issues with Microsoft, I can contact Microsoft support relatively quickly. They have an 800 number. You can call somebody. Same thing with Apple. Uh, when you have a problem with something, you can call someone. With Google, and this has happened you know, as recently as about a week ago, the moment that you start to have technical support issues that you can't resolve with a Google search, where you have to have to follow up with secondary support, you kind of get sucked down into this vortex where they basically get you on a runaround mill of sending them an email and then getting a code that has to be sent to you and then promising that they'll they'll uh, get get back to you. And I found in my experience that Google support typically hasn't done that. And one of the reasons that it hasn't done that is because it has been either less expensive or free in the past. Mm -hmm. So having the paid customer support there, this is a brave new world for Google, and I'm kind of excited for them. Like, hey guys, you actually recognize the fact that you've got customers out there that need your help, and they're putting some money behind it. Well Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the pricing. So the big thing is the storage. Um, Has the pricing really changed that much? We only have U.S. pricing so far. So I, I see like 200 gigs is... What is that? Two ninety three bucks. Three, three, three bucks a month, which yep. will probably be five dollars Canadian. Yes. Yep. So currently, the the we're used to the one terabyte a month, uh, one terabyte for ten dollars a month. They've scrapped that, but increased the number of terabytes. So for the same amount, you get double the amount of storage, which is a really good move by Google, I think. So what are the other advantages? Is it just basically online storage right now? And yep. are they kind of late into the game here? I mean, they've been going for a while, but I think Apple's been doing a great job with their uh, iCloud uh, mm-hmm. storage and OneDrive bundled in with uh, Office 365. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just a, a new iteration of the same thing that they had been doing. They've added more options and features to it. So Google Drive, as we know, it doesn't necessarily change. It just means that it's a little less expensive. We get a little bit more for our buck. And um, there are more um, storage packages available at a lower price. So I think that they're they're really cornering the market honestly on on the storage because so for for free for example um Amazon will give you 5 gigs for free, Apple will give you 5, Box will give you um 10, Dropbox will give you 2, Mega will give you 50, but you have to play their games, and OneDrive will give you 5. And still so Google is standing out at 15 gigabytes for free. So here's the interesting thing, though. That 15 gigabytes is actually shared between uh, your OneDrive, but also your Gmail. So the reason why I had to step up to the next plan is I've I've had Gmail since it was in the beta release. Mm -hmm. And so I've got like 12 gigabytes of mail. Now, I also use uh, that same storage for uh, forums. You know, so when I'm, I'm getting people to give me feedback on my novels and things like that, it goes into that space. So it's been filling up and I've been starting, I started to get low storage warnings. As soon as you go under three and a half gigs free, you start getting that low storage warning. So it's it's kind of handy. I mean, Apple splits the difference with their five gigabytes, but it's also used for your iPhone backup. So mm-hmm. again, the upgrade there is kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Microsoft, if you get Office 365, you're not even thinking about paying for storage. It's just I wonder included. how many people use OneDrive. Because like you know, Microsoft? Yeah. Because yeah. you get, when you sign up for Office 365, you get a terabyte Yeah, mm-hmm. with your subscription, which is like awesome. And I'm I'm using it now because... I'm already subscribing to Office 365, so I don't have to pay more. But mm-hmm. yeah. I just wonder how many people actually. 
actually use it. I, I think a lot of people do. Um, I mean, <laughs> one of the biggest problems is that it's kind of less friendly. Like Google ties in so nicely with their Gmail yeah, apps. Same with and their, Apple. And, their drive same apps. With Apple. Mm-hmm. and Apple's is so integrated so it's like deeply. Butter. Yeah. Smooth like butter. <laughs> and this is kind of where, you know, Microsoft, by stepping back from Windows Phone, feels like they've kind of abdicated their leadership a little bit in this space. Though it is interesting that they've chosen to call Google Drive now Google One, which we've already confused in this broadcast by calling it OneDrive. <laughs> so yes. it's an interesting strategic move on behalf of Google. And this is kind of where Google actually can make the most inroads. Is When you take a look at their office suite, like Google Docs and Google Sheets, they're probably the biggest threat to Microsoft Office, which is one of Microsoft's number one revenue generators after Microsoft Azure. So when you look at it, you know, calling it Google mm-hmm. One versus Microsoft OneDrive, Google Docs versus Microsoft Word, Google Sheets versus Excel. They, they think they're really, this is sort of a low-key sort of ninja move to kind of get into people's minds that, yeah, we're just as good as Microsoft. And we do all these things. Plus, our collaboration is so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Microsoft's got an uphill battle here. They've been doing some great stuff with Office 365, uh, but uh, Google definitely has the price point, which for the most part is free. And uh, they've got the penetration as well with Android. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff. And there's one more thing that I think that is interesting that Google's done, and that is uh, when I was doing my reading was you can have now up to five family members sharing Google One, but they've um, ensured that there's a security feature. So each of the files each user um, uses, all of the files are private to those users. So if you are the family account owner, let's say, you don't have access to the private files and emails and such of your family members. And and that's very similar right now to the Mm -hmm. Office 365 sharing feature. Mm -hmm. Um, If you do have an Office 365 home, uh, you can share with up to, I believe, six people now. Um, And Apple uh, iCloud is also six people as well, and it does keep that kind of separation between church and state, which, I mean, in the past... You didn't, right? If you mm-hmm. shared a family account, everybody got everything. We saw a problem with that where people were sharing Apple iCloud IDs, where they were getting each other's iMessages and things. Yes. And so the introduction. Oh, was- yes. That was great. <laughs> I remember so helping you deal with that one, Mike. Yes, that was great. <laughs> so, yeah. Any idea when it's coming to Canada? They haven't announced that yet, have I, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Well, hopefully soon. Uh, new Google One, not to be confused with. OneDrive from Microsoft, Indeed. but you will. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk here on Get Connected. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You are back with Get Connected, Mike Egerbo here in studio. Let's talk about Amazon. You've probably heard the news this week that Amazon has finally uh, awarded their uh, new headquarters to actually two cities. They've uh, split it between New York City and uh, Northern Virginia. Toronto is actually in the running as well, and uh, a lot of tech uh, folks out there now are saying that it was probably a good thing that Toronto didn't win the bid. On the line, we've got Shruti Shakar from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us, Shruti. Thank you for having me, Mike. Wanted to get you on the line uh, to, to hear the scuttlebutt uh, on uh, why some of these, uh, these, these tech guys are saying it's good that Toronto didn't get the Amazon headquarters. Yeah, totally. And I think there's actually a, a, a rather mix of emotions. There's a, a lot of them are re- relieved and motivated. Um, they're also not surprised. And a lot of them are actually quite irritated. So how do you want me to do this? Do you want me to break it down for you with each emotion? <laughs> sure. Let's, let's go with the, the, the irritation first. 
Okay, so, well, I think the, the irritation is just how, um, you know, from the get-go, when Toronto made the list um, back in uh, January, I believe, um, politicians in Toronto were very excited. John Tory was very excited. Um, everyone was like, oh, yay, go, go, Toronto, we're on the list. But all these CEOs were saying, well, why is it that all these politicians get so excited when it comes to other companies that are from the U.S. or from outside and not getting excited about Canadian companies, Canadian startups? You know, where's that lack? You know, Carl Rodriguez from SOTI, um, he basically said to me, you know, are we not the NHL? Are we not good enough to be part of the NHL? Um, so I think that's where the irritation comes from. That there isn't an excitement and a drive for Canadian companies to be um, pushed towards something like uh, having a headquarters like Amazon would. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Amazon said that uh, it'll invest $5 billion uh, into these uh, into this new headquarter or headquarters and, and more than 50,000 jobs as well. So I can see why the politicians might get uh, excited. But uh, a lot of these cities were giving up huge uh, incentives, uh, tax incentives mm-hmm. uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to, to try to lure them, which a lot of people weren't happy about either. Exactly, but um, John Tory, Mayor of Toronto, actually came out when when the news first came out saying that Toronto was in the riding, saying that you know that he wasn't going to give um, special in- incentives to Amazon, wasn't going to give them prefer- preferential treatment, and I think that also was something that kind of relieved a lot of where this is our second emotion of relief that you know Amazon's not going to come into here. Um, Adam Froman, the CEO of Delvinia, basically told me that um, he was very happy that these tax breaks were not going to be uh, given because. That's something that he was very worried about. Um, and, and, and now he's saying, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Um, maybe it'll give us an opportunity to sort of work on our own companies that are here. Um, in the same vein, it was almost, almost like a motivational tool that Amazon did, didn't come to Toronto. Uh, it gives an opportunity for ca- Canadian startups and Canadian companies to actually create their own multinational companies. Um, Anthony Lacavera, actually uh, CEO, or sorry, rather chairman of Global Live, told me that um, you know rather than having multinationals like Amazon coming into Canada, we should you know push our own companies to become the next Amazon, to become the next Apple, uh, you know, to kind of become a world leader um, and be in the same level playing field as Amazon, because uh, that's something that we're not doing. And apparently, you know, a lot of companies like Amazon, if they came here, they'd end up becoming sort of a branch partner. You know, you have General Motors. Or Canada General Motors or Toyota Canada. You know, it's not like they're our own companies, they're branch partners. So this was almost like a motivational tool for companies to, you know, go to the next level. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, even Bruce Croxon, uh, you know, echoed the similar uh, thoughts uh, that uh, Mr. Lacavera did, saying, you know, it's time to build our own Am- mm-hmm. Amazon. So, uh, you know, we definitely have the talent. And, and I think some, some of these uh, tech leaders were worried that, you know, if Amazon did set, you know, ground uh, in Toronto, it would suck up a lot of the talent uh, away from mm-hmm. Canadian startups and companies. That's actually a, a good point, and that was sort of what I actually led with when I was speaking to several of these CEOs, but they actually weren't really worried or concerned about that. You know, they said that um, there, there's a lot of talent, which is, what is, which is what is pretty amazing about Toronto. There's just a, an infinite amount of talent that is available, um, and, and they're actually taking that talent and, and you know, putting them for, for their own companies, which is awesome. Um, but I think the bigger worry that they were having was really the the incentive and the tax breaks. You know, why give money to a company like Amazon when we should be investing our, in our own companies and giving monies back, back to Canadians, back to Canadian companies. Talking with Shruti Shikar from IT World Canada about uh, the new Amazon headquarter uh, 
headquarters uh, being given to Northern Virginia and New York City, and uh, how uh, Toronto really didn't miss out. I think that's the general consensus. Do you think? Yep, that's right. Yeah, I, I would agree. So thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. When we come back from the break, still a lot more tech to talk here on Get Connected. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. It's that time of the show where uh, we talk about some of our favorite voice skills uh, for the voice assistants out there, whether that's uh, Google Home or the Amazon Echo with the Alexa voice assistant. Uh, what do you got this week, Graham? So I've got a couple of ones for us, a couple of Amazon Alexa skills. Uh, the first one is called uh, Sing Down. Sing Down. Sing Down. So when you enable this, it's a, a skill called by Verto Labs, and it will give you a word, and you have to name a song that includes that word. Okay. So it's kind of just a neat little trivia game. It'll throw a word at you. You give it the song name back, and if you if you get it, you get a point, and you continue to try. Okay. To get so it's it. going to give you a word like sunshine. Yes. And you've got a. I've got sunshine. Okay. Right. And so you tell it. Yes. And so it has to go through a database of songs. And that song would be. On a cloudy day. My girl. My girl. Yeah. Right. So. No, but the song title or the song lyrics. Not even the song title. Oh, okay. Right. So. Uh, it's, it's a fun little, a fun little one. Bit of a trivia game. Yeah. There's tons of little great trivia games like this. That'd be so. fun at a party. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just kind of throw it out there and, and, and have a bit of fun with it. And that one's called again? It's called Sing Down. It's just amazing how many Amazon uh, Echo skills there are. They've Alexa it, skills. They've made it very easy to develop for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we're in this sort of new world of being able to uh, chat with essentially this extensible AI that lives on computers that aren't connected to our house, but they are through this, you know, gossamer thread of the internet. Very cool stuff. Got any more skills? I do. Uh, there is one called Speak Clearly Warm-Ups. So, uh, speak clearly, warm ups. Speak clearly, warm ups. And what this will do is it will give you some tongue twisters and some challenges in order to help you work on your diction. So if you've uh, if you see My Fair Lady, this yeah. is basically your own personal professor uh, Henry Higgins in Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire. Hurricanes hardly ever happen. Uh, it's a very cool way of improving your addiction and uh, speaking more clearly. That is uh, that is awesome. Free. Uh, they, these are both free. Yeah. Okay. And you got one more. I've got one more, and that is actually the CKW app. Okay. So this is very cool. If you like to get your flash briefing um, and you don't have time to reach for the radio, but you just want to hear it very quickly, uh, you can install this skill and say, what is my flash briefing? And it will ask you which station. You can say CKNW, and it will uh, tell you the stuff that's going on in Vancouver as reported by this radio station. Uh, I've got one for uh, Google Home. Yeah. Uh, did you know you can order Starbucks? I didn't. Yeah, with the Starbucks command. Uh, you can basically... Um, link it up with your Starbucks account and an app and uh, say things like, hey, Google, ask Starbucks to order my usual. I like that a latte. Oh, my God. Did I, you just go there? I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have both voice assistants? You got an I've Echo? Got, I've got Siri, yeah. um, which, I mean, I've been looking at possibly getting a HomePod because my Sonos system kind of ties in with that now. Um, and then I've got a couple of Echo Dots around the place, which, again, I've got one in the bathroom, one in the kitchen, so I can talk to the cat while I'm not in the room. And, uh, and that's kind of it. I haven't done the Google Home thing. It's, uh, I, I mean, again, respect my Android brethren. I love you guys. Uh, I just, I find Google, like Facebook, is just a little too up in my business. I, I find the Google Home, I, I like Alexa for controlling all my stuff mm-hmm. because I've got the smart switches and lights and stuff. I find it better for that. Just the skills are a lot easier to hook up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find Google Home better for like researching stuff if I want to know something. Yeah. Because it's tied in with Google, obviously. Yes. Yeah. So it's better for that. Yeah. Another cool uh, Google uh, 
command uh, you can do if you've got kids. Uh, you can say, hey, Google, let's read along with Disney. And they've got a whole bunch of uh, different uh, kids' classic books that uh, your Google Home will read out to your kids. Very neat. So you don't have to parent anymore. You can just get Google to do that for Outsource you. Outsource the parenting. I wonder, now, are they inserting ads into my parenting? or is that- <laughs> That's a whole other thing. <laughs> That's all the time we have left for Get Connected. Please listen to our sister show tomorrow. It's called The App Show. We talk about all the latest and greatest apps that are out there for your smartphone and tablets. Again, The App Show, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., same time as this show, uh, but on Sundays, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. here on CKNW 980 and across the Chorus Radio Network. And you can find both of us on podcasts as well. Very cool. Mike and Graham logging off for Get Connected. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.